Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI, the Performance Improvement Consulting and Training Firm. Our Uncommon Sense podcast is a 15-minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business through learning more about the tools which can help you succeed and grow. Today, I'm joined by Dennis Cromantine Marsh. And today, we're going to talk about value proposition statements. So first of all, Dennis, what I'd really like you to do is to tell me why you've chosen this topic. So value proposition statement is one of these fantastic bits of exercise that you do with your team. And because it's a really simple formula, but very complicated to get right, Mm -hmm. so it's worthy of a little podcast just to talk about why it's a simple principle and why it is so hard in practice, but also why is it so important to get this right because of the value it can actually give to your team, but also to truly understand what your customer really, really wants from you. Okay, great. I can't wait. So let's get on with this and tell me if you can describe to me Mm -hmm. what is a value proposition statement? In its simplest form, it's an expression of what we believe is what the customer wants and therefore what we deliver to satisfy that need that the customer actually has. So if it's what the customer wants, why is it not called a want proposition statement? Why is it called a value proposition statement? So it's called value proposition statement because value is actually multidimensional. It's not just about what the customer wants. It's actually what they need, but it's more than that. So very often, Suze, it's also about what they want and what they're prepared to pay for. And the value can also be expressed in multiple dimensions, you know, the quality characteristics of ease, you know, how does it look, uh, performance, uh, serviceability, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So when would a team of people say, I know the right thing to do here is to create a value proposition statement. Can you give me that scenario? Again, in its simplest form, every single time you create a process map to describe how the work works, the process, of course, has a customer to which you give an output. It actually also should have, as part of that diagnostic, a value proposition statement attached to it. Why do we carry out this process? The value proposition statement or the process that you describe can be, of course, at a local process level where you operate within your team, but of course also at company or enterprise level. So if you just focus on that first at an enterprise level, it's really about why do we as an organization exist? What's the value that we as an organization provide to our end customer? Why did the customer choose to engage with us? Or at a local level, if my customer's internal, why do we provide this particular product or service to an internal customer? Okay. Okay. So it's any process mm-hmm. at any level, mm-hmm. internal, external. Yes. So can you give me some examples perhaps of what a value proposition statement would sound like or what it would consist of? Sure. So there's six elements to this. I'll first give the formula and then I'll explain what each of these six elements is. So our customer does the following. Therefore, we... Do the following, 
with these attributes whilst meeting the following requirements. So those are six elements. Okay. So if I now go through them in, in order, our customer, of course, you name the customer, internal, external, does the following. So what is it that they do specifically as their product or their service delivery? And that's really important. We start with that. I'll come back to that later. Therefore, we, and so in the we, you name then your business function or your company, provides the following product or service. So you name that. What is it that you now are going to deliver to them to make sure they can fulfill their needs? Then we talk about attributes. So what are the attributes of what you deliver? And then the last one is with these requirements, which can be legal or regulatory or other type of requirements. So that's a simple formula. It can be really hard to fill in. And the reason why sometimes it's hard to fill in, because we now need to understand in those first two points, what is it that the customer actually does? That means we need to have an insight into our customer's processes. Now, top tip there, of course, Suze, as you're actually familiar with me, I always give top tips. Go <laughs> to the customer, become the customer. See how the output from your process feeds into their inputs and then how, what they do with it. How do they transform your input into something else? So that's top tip number one. Then you need to think about what is that we truly do? And of course, the question there is, is what we do actually meeting what the customer thinks that we should be doing? So is there a disconnect? It could also be that what we deliver to them is very specific, very detailed, filling a specific subset of needs within the client. And I'll give you an example of that in a minute. When it comes to the, the last bit, the regulatory, again, that may be quite hard to understand. So back again to the first top tip I gave, become the customer and see what their constraints are and how those constraints are impacting your product or service delivery. Okay. So you asked me for an example, Suze. I'll give a really simple example, Process Management International. Heard of them. So it's a lovely company. I'm okay. sure you've heard of them. <laughs> and this lovely organization provides training and consultancy. Now, here's the interesting thing. The value proposition statement doesn't start with what PMI does. It starts with what does a customer do? For example, we work with a telecoms business. And in this telecoms business, they provide infrastructure to provide telecoms. Therefore, we, PMI, provide improvement training and consulting to them. You go, well, what's got training to do with providing infrastructure? So here we will straight away have a bit of a, why are we working with them? And why is PMI working with them? Why not another training or consulting business? So first of all, we'll go back, therefore, to refine the first bit of that value proposition statement to say a telecoms business is actually wanting to provide improvements to their products or service delivery, meeting their strategic objectives. Therefore, PMI is working with them because we are providing training consulting for them to meet their strategic objectives. Gotcha. So in those first four sentences almost, you want to not just tell them what generically the organization does, your client, but actually the specifics to which you are there for meeting a specific need or specific requirement. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Now, and then, of course, the USP comes in the, the fifth element, which is the with the following attributes. So PMI, of course, being the best in the world in what we do in terms of training provision and consulting in our field. And, you know, we have the agility, the flexibility. And that's why organizations like to work with us, because we have a within PMI, of course, a one of our mission statements is we want to delight our customers. 
We want to make it easy for our customers to do business with us. We want to be innovative. We want to be in a value-add position. And we know from you know, the nearly 40 years that we are young, uh, 2024, we're 40 years young, we know that this works as a business model. So th that's a uh, one example I could give to you. Lovely example. Love being able to use PMI as an example. Mm -hmm. Can you give me one from a project that you've run recently at all? Sure. So I've been working intensively with a utility organization where we had to create a governance structure. By having the governance structure, we're providing assurance to the board about how the money on their projects is spent. Okay. And this was a multi-million, a multi-billion part of the organization where we strengthened their ability to, to govern effectively. So within that, we had a process which was therefore about govern the asset management project portfolio, which was their portfolio for managing the assets. So as it, as it says on the tin. So the value proposition statement that we came up with for this really high-level end-to-end process was our customer is the portfolio management board. And what do they do? They are accountable and responsible for the management of the project portfolio and make sure it delivers towards the company strategy. So therefore, what do they do as a delivery? And in this case, the we was the project management office, so the PMO. And what the PMO was doing is was supporting effectively the portfolio management board. So what do they deliver? A process by which to govern. What are the attributes? So the what, which is the what is involved in the management of this portfolio, so requirements and principles. And then the second part of the attributes was defining and mandating roles and responsibilities linked to a process. So we came up with a standard process, by the way. And the last bit, which was the sixth element, of course, of the value proposition statement, which was these requirements we now have to meet, which was in this case a dedicated business directive, but also the company's management framework, which was quite a big beast because of the regulatory needs within the utility business. Okay. So when you read it, you go, these are lots of words. It's very lengthy, but very detailed. But actually, the research that had to go into this paragraph which reads a little bit complicated, but actually it articulates and expresses very cleanly the what, the why, and the wherefore. And therefore, this becomes a great way of making sure that all the noses of all the people involved in this particular process are in, aligned in the same direction. So that's probably the most important benefit of having a good value proposition statement. We all know what we do and why we're doing it and therefore what our customer is going to do with this output. You chose this because people rarely do it. And sometimes they, they don't do it because they either don't value it or they don't understand the value of it. Yeah. And so what you're recommending is that people start to use this more regularly mm -hmm. in order, particularly really for what you were just saying, to get that complete alignment. So there is absolutely no confusion about the purpose of this process and, and the value proposition mm -hmm. that's related to this process. So we're all absolutely aligned in what we're trying to do and why we're trying to do it. Absolutely. And therefore, two decisions have to be made. If the current process is delivering something that the customer does not value, you can turn it off. Right. For example, I write an, a monthly report, but the customer actually doesn't value it switch it off or you realize that what you are creating right now is not what a customer really really wants 
and therefore you have to change the process by which you gave a different output that does meet what the customer wants. So it can also help therefore to redefine or redesign your processes and therefore, you know, what you do as an organization or as a function. I think reports is a great example. I have seen reports that are, you know, this thick and actually fundamentally only the first two pages are ever read. Yeah. Um, and, you know, really they could all save themselves an awful lot of time just write the first two pages because that's yeah. what's important. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I like that idea. Again, particularly about they thought you can understand what the value is as part of this and decide whether you need to keep doing it or not. Mm-hmm. Excellent. On that note, final tips that you would say is <laughs> if, a, if a group of people are going to sit down and hey, invest the time, really, yeah. to produce a value proposition statement, what, what are your top tips for, for how to go about that work? Number one, be the customer, become the customer and ask them what they do. Then uh, understand what you, of course, do. So have the subject matter experts there to understand truly what your internal processes deliver and how they operate. And then what I would do is split up your group into at least two subgroups, no matter how small the group is. So if it's four people, split into two. Go into separate rooms and develop independently that value proposition statement based on these six steps, and then come together. Because I will guarantee you, they will read differently. Mm-hmm. What that does, therefore, is you've created two slightly different lenses by which the two sub-teams were seeing what they should be doing, therefore, in terms of creating this thing. The discussion then follows, therefore, is that harmonization, that alignment of what do we believe now jointly together is actually the true value proposition statement that we can all stand behind. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Dennis. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense Tools to Improve Your Work Forever in our Knowledge Hub on our website or, of course, your favourite podcast platform. And do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links to more content on this topic, which includes webinar recordings, toolbox guides, blogs, and infographics, and our training page. You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organisation. We'd really love to hear from you.